All right, this is an absolute first in perfect spiral history. This may never happen again, so enjoy this. Um, as COVID is sweeping the league, sweeping the league, so many teams losing players due to COVID, COVID has gotten the perfect spiral podcast. Joe is in COVID protocol right now, but don't worry, I have him on FaceTime, ready to go for two segments on this podcast. So, first segment we're going to go through, John Madden's legacy, his unexpected passing right after the documentary on Christmas Day. Um, In the second segment, it's going to be a solo segment with me, Um, and we're going to go over some of the games that happened this past week, some of the teams that clinched playoffs, some of the teams that have clinching scenarios this coming week. And then in the third segment, we're going to do our game picks. We're going to go over Big Ben, his legacy, because it might be his last game at Heinz Field. Maybe there's a retirement looming. Who knows? And then we are going to go through our top five moments to ring in the new year for the NFL season. All right, guys, this is going to be really fun. Um, So the audio is going to be a little weird because Joe is on FaceTime, but I promise you we have a great show planned. Spencer, hit that tape. Play to win the game. Touchdown! Can't wait. Hey, Joe. Hey, John. How are you? This is a first. This is definitely something that I think we didn't anticipate. We did not. But, but uh, we're 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 making it work. We're making it work. We are. And what's funny is I said in the intro that Joe is in COVID protocol currently. So <laughs> we're doing this on FaceTime. This is actually, this is fun. I, I am in the reserve COVID protocol, just like half fell. So it's fine. It's fine. I'm feeling okay. Getting, getting, getting through. And, uh, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow's New Year's Eve, John. I know it is. I know. It's cra- this year literally flew by so fast. Like insanely fast. Unbelievable. I have so much to be thankful for. You know, I, I didn't hear any of your intro, so I'm going to have to wait until the episode downloads and is live <laughs> in order for me to listen to it. And now I'm intrigued. <laughs> it's actually really quick. I don't I don't do the crazy long um, Joe intro. I do a little short intro because I'm shy. And uh, yeah. Yeah, we- so shy. We have a special guest here, actually, um, for the pod. Maddie is making her first podcast appearance. She's currently on the couch. Um, <laughs> and she's, she's just w- wagging her tail looking at me. So there's that. So, Joe, a lot happened this week. I, mean, I know. Really, really, really bad week to not be present in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So the first thing, obviously, we have to go over is the shocking passing of legendary coach, commentator, all around one of the, probably the most recognizable name in football, right? One of the most recognizable names in football, and that's John Madden. Um, Joe, you have the floor on this one because I, I'll be honest, I know he was a coach. I know that he was one of the best ever. I know he was a commentator, but I really just know him strictly through the video game. So I'll let you have the floor on this to give uh, a few minutes on John Madden. Yeah, I mean, so John, unfortunately, died at the age of 85 the other day, uh, unexpectedly died, um, and really eerie, only a couple of days after the documentary came out, which I just find, like, you know how that stuff works, John? I feel like that there's, like, other other being, like, other powers 
at bay where like certain things happen like it's almost like the gods or the god or whoever you know runs the runs the universe like just said you know what let's let this guy make it until his documentary comes out so we can see it and then we'll take him and it's just weird how that stuff works um but i mean let's take it step by step you said you said you knew a matter from the video game before that right legendary coach for the oakland raiders in the 70s all right and john let me put this into perspective for you and for the and for the guests who are listening right now bill belichick for or pretty much our entire lifetime has been the coach of the new england patriots okay new england in that run with brady without brady with mac jones whatever I mean, they've seemed like they've won, what, almost all of their games that they've played in the regular season, correct? Yeah, it's been uh, been dominant. Okay, dominant, all right, dominant. Bill Belichick currently has won 68% of his regular season games, okay, on the course of his career, all right? To put that into context, John Madden, okay, who coached the Raiders for 10 seasons, and uh, coached over 100 NFL games, holds the highest winning percentage ever for an NFL regular season head coach. John Madden's Raiders, during during those 10 seasons, won an insane amount. 76% of their NFL regular season games. John, John Madden and the Raiders, the Patriots in the regular season. What did you say there, Joe? We cut out a little bit because of the FaceTime. I said he was more, his teams were more dominant than the Bill Belichick New England Patriots were, to put it into context. Wow. Like, they were, he was just, um, he was a, the one word that comes to mind with him is teacher. He was a teacher more than anything else. You know, he taught, People the game. He would be so great in today's NFL because I feel like a lot of the players don't know how to play the game. They just they're super talented and they just, you know, they let their talent take over. But John Madden was a true teacher of the NFL game. He went into his broadcasting career, worked with CBS for a long time, worked with Pat Summerall, uh, and that's where we really got his claim to fame for the next generation, you know, because uh, you know, Summerall and uh, and, and Madden are today's Nance and Romo. That's exactly uh, they, what I was thinking. Yep. Yeah, because you know that they're, they're, they're today's Nance and Romo. Not so much Troy and and Joe Buck because Romo does all the the X's and O's and stuff like that. And Madden was so synonymous with that. He, you know, he's famous for like you know always doing the yellow marker on the screen and doing all that other stuff and doing the X's and O's. And, and you know all of that success over those years over those you know 15 20 years led to the creation of what you know as madden nfl football the video game and i believe the first game came out in 1988 i believe and so we're in two, and we're in 2021 so that video game has been coming out for uh you know like uh uh, uh a, a very long time Almost, 
over 30 years now. 30, I think the next iteration will be the 34th edition or 33rd edition of Madden NFL, which, you know, it's a dynasty. John Madden's name is a, when you think of Mount Rushmore, we told, we talk about Mount Rushmore, goats, all this other stuff. When you think about Mount Rushmore of NFL people, Vince Lombardi's one guy, right? Maybe you think of Bill Belichick as another. You think of, you know, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, whatever the, whatever names you, you, you know, tag with NFL football. John Madden is undoubtedly one of those four names. Undoubtedly. He has put such a mark on the NFL and it's a great mark. It's a mark that should be revered. It's a mark that should be glorified. And it's a mark that should forever be remembered as one of the men who made the NFL what it currently is today. Joe, that was incredible. I <laughs> See, it's crazy because like when you think about I just want to add one more thing to it. When he made Madden NFL football, the game, there was only like one football game, right? It was like Temco football. And yes, Madden yes. revolutionized like the way that the like the game was called within the game, right? And that was like the big thing. And people would be like, "Oh, we're playing Madden, a game called by John Madden." It was just like it was just something unheard of. And then it morphed into this juggernaut, right? So it's really it, it was sad to hear that. It was really unexpected. Um, and honestly, the next game needs to be him on the cover. Oh, it will. It definitely will. And if anybody, uh, you know, if, you know, the, the, the documentary, if you haven't watched it, it's going to be airing on Fox tonight, um, I believe at 8 o'clock, and I'm sure it'll be airing on FS1 a couple of times over the course of next week. If you haven't watched that documentary, make sure you do, because it's really, really good. It's excellent uh, into John Madden's life with football, why he retired, you know, his broadcasting career, and so on and so forth. So definitely get a chance to watch that. Um, you know, uh, I will, you know, instead of talking about John in a way that is said, we're always just going to talk about uh, John Madden in a way that he helped the game of football. He grew the game globally and, um, you know, and domestically. And, uh, you know, I don't think there'll ever be another guy like him. No, they're never. Sad, very sad to see him go. Yeah, they'll, there definitely will never be. Um, so, Joe, did you have anything you wanted to add? Anything you wanted to get to? Anything anything that's sitting on your mind right now? Well, let, before we, 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 you know, before you get into the um, the games over this past week, let's just quickly talk about the Ben Roethlisberger press conference today. Oh, yes. Where he basically acknowledged that this very well may be his last game at Heinz Field. He didn't say retirement. He said, last game at Heinz Field. I think he knows his number is up there in Pittsburgh. Oh, 100%. I mean, look at him this past year. It's been, I mean, it's been a less than stellar farewell tour. I mean, I don't think anyone, I mean, going into the season, right, we kind of had them at the bottom of their division um, solely because of him. And it's sad, but it, it almost seemed like he stayed a year too late, like a year too many. You know what I mean? 
Definitely. I agree. And he just, you can see he doesn't have it anymore. Maybe he doesn't tie. I don't think any team would really take a flyer on him at this point. I think the right way to do it is to just kind of, you know, retire and just kind of be like that guy. Like you're Ben Roethlisberger, you're a stealer. You played for them for 18 seasons. You know, how many guys can say in today's NFL, I played for one team my whole career, you know? It doesn't, doesn't any sport, right? Any sport, it's rare. doesn't happen anymore. But what do you think about what do you think about Ben and his uh, his possible last game at Heinz Field? I mean, I feel like it's going to be emotional to an extent for a lot of those fans, right? Because he did deliver two Super Bowls to them. He did go to three. Um, no matter how you want to slice it, right? He's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely, first ballot. Yeah, he's first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, listen, he's had some controversy in his career for sure. But when you look at him and the body of work that he put together, he's He's up there. Like, he's definitely top 10, top 15, never to play the game, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think of him more in the 15 to 20 range, personally. Um, I don't think he cracks the top 10 for me. But, uh, yeah, definitely just like, you know, a guy who, you know, just drafted in that elite quarterback class of 2003 with Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers. Um, and it, there's an argument to be made that he was the best quarterback of that draft class, and all three of those guys should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and I think for Ben to say that he was the best one, I think is an accomplishment within itself. Yeah, he there. There was some seasons there where he was like lights out, and like Ben's big thing was that like he was so massive, right? Like he was just an immovable object in the pocket, um, and he was just so. He always gave the game everything he had. Like, this guy, I've never seen someone play with more injuries. I've never seen someone get hurt more than him, I think, as a quarterback, other than Matthew Stafford, maybe. But he definitely gave it everything he had. He definitely left it all on the field. And that's something I don't think you could ever take away from him as a player. So if this is his last game at Heinz Field, I hope that they really give him, like, a really nice send-off. And if this is his last season, hey, listen, it was it was a pleasure watching him. I mean, I just actually watched highlights on Twitter yesterday of the final the final game that John Madden called was that Steelers Arizona Super Bowl. Was it Super Bowl forty two? Yeah, in two thousand nine. Yeah, and they that was his last game that he called, and that last throw to Santonio Holmes was legendary. Legendary. There's three defenders. He just drops it in the bucket right in the corner, and Santonio Holmes makes a toe tap catch. It was unbelievable. I mean, a great career, really. Really, no, I think uh, it's going to be interesting last couple of games for these Steelers. They're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination yet. So um, we'll see. They have a big Monday night game against the Browns. If the Browns lose on Monday night, they're essentially out of it. So, you know, it's a playoff game for the Steelers. The Steelers playoffs have started as of this week. Um, so, yeah. Uh, big for a lot of a couple of send offs here in segment number one in our you know last show of 2021. It really is it. wow, it's incredible. Last show of 2021. So, John, how do you want to do this? Am I going? Are you going to take care of segment two on your own and then give me a call back for segment three? Is that how we're going to do yeah, this? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. I'm gonna do a little bit of a uh, some game recaps. I am going to go over some of the teams that clinched, some of the clinching scenarios, and then. I'll call you back and we'll get you back in here for segment three for our top five of 2021. 
All right. So, folks, enjoy John Solo for a few minutes. Oh, God, I can't wait to listen to this. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Great. All right, John, I'll uh, call me back whenever you're ready. All right, Joe, I'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay. All right, everybody. So we're going to go in segment two. Um, like, as I said already, we're going to go over some stuff. So sit back, relax, enjoy. Maddie is sitting back and relaxing. She's laying on the couch. Um, and we will be back shortly. Hey, y'all. Spencer Blinn, the producer for Perfect Spiral Podcast. And you're listening to my band, Hollow Choir's new song, What You Want. Available now on Spotify. What you want. All right, we're back. I need to tell Spencer uh, where the transition was. Usually I do this. Um, usually Joe handles the talking and then I type it. But I'm going to do this at the same time. Okay, so we had some interesting games this past week. Um, Joe was actually at the Jets-Jaguars game um, in the Meadowlands. Maybe I'll get his review in segment three. But for now, I'm going to go over the scoreboard. But first, before I go over the scoreboard, I just want to remind everybody, you can find us on any podcast platform. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, Pandora. Like, review, subscribe, share with your friends, tell everybody. Um, the support for 2021 was incredible. Let's go into 2022 strong. Okay, so I'm going to go through some of the um, games that happened this past week. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm going to give you guys a scoreboard. So we had the Titans on Thursday night beat the 49ers 20 to 17. We had the Packers beat the Browns in an interesting game, um, way closer than it should have been, 24 to 22. We had the Colts throttle the Arizona Cardinals, 22 to 16. It wasn't even that close. We had the Falcons beat the Lions, 20 to 16. We had the Bengals, which this is going to be one of the games we get to. The Bengals beat the Ravens, 41 to 21, in one of the best quarterback performances I've ever seen. We had the Rams beat the Vikings 32-23 after Stafford threw three interceptions, but my Vikings could not capitalize. Adam Thielen out for the season on IR. He had ankle surgery. We have the Bills beating the Patriots, getting their redemption 33-21. We had the Jets beating the Jaguars 26-21 in a game that Joe, like I said, was in attendance. Um, the Jaguars actually played pretty decent. It seemed like uh, James Robinson out for the year with a torn Achilles. Um, we want to see him bounce back nicely for next year. Uh, we had the Eagles beat the Giants 34-10. to We had the Buccaneers throttle the Carolina Panthers 32-6 and clinch the division. We had the Texans. This is another game I'm going to get to because I'm going to get to this Justin Herbert Joe Burrow conversation. I want to. I want to stick my two cents in for it. Um, we had the Texans beat the Chargers forty-one to twenty-nine. We had the Bears beat the Seahawks on a two-point conversion, twenty-five to twenty-four. We had the Chiefs beat the Steelers, convincing win, thirty-six to ten. The Chiefs are currently the number one seed. They have won their division. They are looking like they're going to hold on to that number one seed and get that first round by. The Chiefs are back. We have the Raiders beating the Broncos 17-13. to The Raiders have so much moxie, man. They're still in it. Um, not dead yet. We had the Cowboys. This this was not even a game. We had the Cowboys beat the Washington Redskins 56-14. to um, The game was over before halftime. And then on Monday night, 
Seven straight wins by the Miami Dolphins. After starting one and seven, they are now eight and seven, and they are in the playoffs if the season ended today. Um, they had the last wild card spot after beating the Saints 22-3. So one of the games I want to get to, <clears throat> the first game I want to discuss, is the Cincinnati Bengals-Ravens game. So, first of all, the Cincinnati Bengals offense is going to be scary. Folks, this team is going to be scary going forward. Um, they are the first team in NFL history with three players um, under 25, uh, with a quarterback that threw for 4,000 yards, a running back that's run for 1,000 yards, and 2,000-yard receivers in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Jamar Chase is having an incredible rookie season. Um, he actually made the Pro Bowl. Um, and T. Higgins, the last few games, has been absolutely unstoppable. Um, Joe Burrow threw for the fourth most passing yards ever in a game with 525 yards and four touchdowns. Listen, I know that the Ravens' defense is hurt, and I know that there is, they're basically on their third-string corners, but the way they went in, they wait. The way they went into Baltimore and convincingly beat Baltimore, it was unbelievable. It wasn't even close. It really was not even close. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. It was in Cincinnati. Um, it wasn't even close. The Bengals did whatever they wanted the entire game. Uh, credit to Josh Johnson. He gave it everything he could after. Um, what's uh, man? I forgot his name already. The backup quarterback for the Ravens. Someone will correct me. Um, he went out. Oh, Tyler Huntley. Right? Tyler Huntley. Yes. He uh, he went out with uh, with COVID, actually, right before the game. So, Josh Johnson got the spot start. Um, so, it, it, he gave it his all. I mean, there was a couple of nice things. Rashad Bateman scored his first NFL touchdown. But even so, it was just, you know, a... I'm just making sure that I got his name right. Yes, Tyler Huntley. Yes. Okay. So, there was, you know... it. it the Ravens are a team, right? They started off hot. We got on them last week for what they did with the two-point conversion stuff. And now it's just a little too late, right? Um, it, the, Lamar Jackson is... I don't think he's anywhere close to healthy. There's videos that came out of him at practice, limping around, not, not really being able to do much. Um, so I don't really know. Like, this team, I, it's weird, right? Like, they could, they could technically still make the playoffs because they're in it. But at the same time, it's like, I, I don't know. They're not very convincing after starting eight and eight and two, eight and three, and then they just fumble down the stretch. But the Bengals, on the other hand, they had a weird game against Denver. And now they had this absolute blowout against Baltimore. They can clinch their division this week with a win. Them and the Titans are a team that can clinch their division, but we'll get into clinching scenarios um, later on. They... They're they're hot right now. This offense is hot. The defense is playing well. Trey Hendrickson is an absolute beast. What a signing by them. Um, they they have a they have some really good players. I just I think that this team is going to be scary down the stretch. And I just going into the going into the playoffs. I mean, we never wrote them off, right? We never wrote them off. We knew Cincinnati was going to be um, a, a contender. But, you know, they had a few of those games where I was like, ah, are they a pretender, you know? And they're, they're, they're moving in the right direction. So the next game I want to get to and something I want to discuss since we're talking about Cincinnati and Joe Burrow is I want to talk about the Chargers-Texans game. But before I get to that, I want to put something to rest. I'm seeing a lot of like, and I feel like this changes every week, right? Sports media loves 
nothing more than to, one, compare certain players to Tom Brady. Let's not compare Joe Burrow to Tom Brady. Let's stop now. But they also really love to put these young quarterbacks against each other, right? And nobody likes to stick to an opinion or they don't really like to rationalize the opinion. I'm seeing a lot of like, oh, yeah, Burrow. Wow, he threw for 525. I take Burrow over Herbert. I take Burrow over Herbert. Listen, I'm not taking either one of them over the other one, and I'll tell you why. One, they are both young quarterbacks. Both of them are very inconsistent. It's not like Burrow lit it up against Denver the week before, okay? Let's not act like he's been on this absolute tear. Herbert, on the other hand, very inconsistent. He can play incredible. He played amazing against the Chiefs, but then he doesn't play... Like, he doesn't continue that to certain levels of competition. Like, you're going, you're playing the Texans. That was an easy game. That was a game you needed to win. I get it, the defense is hurt, but Herbert made a lot of plays that he shouldn't have made. Like, a a lot of bad throws. I'm sorry. He he turned the ball over too much. The pick six, when he needed to get a score to stay in that game, it just was not his day. And this is why I'm saying both of these guys have had bad games. Both of these guys have had amazing games. One of them, they both do things that the other can't do. Herbert's arm is incredible. He throws it at different arm angles, only stuff that like Patrick Mahomes can do. And he's incredibly smart. So is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has a great arm. Herbert might be a little more athletic, but it's like you you can't you can't sit here and change your opinion every single week. Of like, oh, well, I take Herbert because, you know, we had a huge game. And then, oh, no, 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 I take Burrow. No. Listen, these guys are only in their second year of their career. Let's relax. Let's calm down. And let's see how the next few years shake out. And then, and then, we can go and we could talk about who's better, who's got, who has more rings, who has an MVP, who has this and that. Let's, let's not get into that right now. They're both great players. Both young players, both on great teams trying to do great things. So now, I want to talk about the game against the Texans. You needed to win that game. This is exactly why, exactly why I crossed off the Chargers when I crossed them off. This team is a pretender. I'm sorry. I know Joe is going to disagree with me. Or maybe he agrees now that he saw the game against the Texans and he looked at the scoreboard and said, Wow, what the fuck happened here? This is what happened. The problem is with this team that they get into a lot of situations that they shouldn't be in. Granted, I get it. The defense is a little banged up. Joey Bosa didn't play, but I don't think that makes that much of a difference. Their defense is bad. I'm sorry. I don't want to be the bad guy here, but their defense is bad. You cannot give up that many yards. The, the holes on the ground were huge. The, the, the passing game, Davis Mills looked like a rock star. Okay, which we'll get to him in a second. And you can't you can't do that and then think that you're one of the better teams in the NFL. You can't do that and let people think that you are one of the better teams in the NFL. You can't lose to a team where you need to win to stay relevant. This was a team that was in like they were in it to win the division. And then they fumbled it. They fumbled the bag. And I'm sorry, this team right now is a pretender. I know Austin Eckler. Justin Jackson lit it up. Justin Jackson had a day, okay? So I don't want to hear about that. Oh, no, Mike Williams. I don't want to hear about it. You have Keenan Allen. uh, Jared Cook is more than a capable tight end. You have 
you have a bunch of receivers. That team, that team has so many receivers. I, I just, I, I don't want to hear it. I, I don't want to hear it. This team is a pretender, and I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm not seeing it. Maybe next year. Maybe next year for them. But right now, I'm just not seeing it. So, <clears throat> another another game I want to get to really quick is, I want to pull up the scoreboard again. I want to get to the, I want to talk about the Colts Cardinals really fast. Um, the Cardinals are moving in the wrong direction. Um, we, we started to see this a few weeks ago. Then they lost Hopkins. Um, and then it seemed like the offense fell apart. And it said Kyler is not running the ball, which is something I've noticed. Um, he did have two rushes for like 56 yards in this game, but one of them was like a huge run of 50 yards. So I don't know if he's not healthy, but I'm telling you right now, this team is, I mean, they clinched a playoff spot. They're in the playoffs, which good for them, but this is a first round exit team. Um, I'm not seeing it anymore. I'm sorry. This was a team that we were very high on. They were number one in our power rankings for a very long time. Um, I'm not seeing it right now. And the loss of Hopkins is huge. It's huge. Um, and they're just they're just not playing well. You want to play well, right? Right now. Right now is when you want to play well as an NFL team. Because you're going into the playoffs, you want momentum, and you like you need it. This is a team that is moving in the wrong direction. It's just the offense is stagnant. They got away from what works. And like I said it last week, it just seems like a theme. Kyler gets hurt. Then this happens. Then he comes back. Then he's not the same player. This has happened two years in a row. Except this year, they clinched the playoffs because they started off hot enough to do it. That's it. That's simply it. And I just don't see it. I don't I don't see it going down the stretch. I don't I don't I see them as a first round exit. I, I'm just not a believer in Arizona anymore. I'm sorry. Maybe next year. But on the other hand, on the other hand, I want to talk about the Indianapolis Colts. You want to talk about a team that's hot. They beat New England. Then they come back Christmas Day and they beat Arizona. Listen, this team knows what they're good at. Okay. This team is one of the most dangerous teams in the AFC. And I'll tell you why. Because they have possibly... I'd like to see him win MVP, truthfully. I'd like to see um, Jonathan Taylor win MVP because he's just so dominant. Um, but it's very hard for a running back to win MVP, right? I mean, we've seen some really dominant running back seasons, but it, it's a quarterback's award, right? It's a quarterback's award. Um, this team is, they know what they're good at. They run the ball incredibly well. And they ran the ball incredibly well with three backup offensive linemen because their three best offensive linemen were on COVID reserve. And well, actually four backups because they lost Eric Fisher. So <laughs> incredible. Carson Wentz, guys, everybody, guys, gals, whoever. This isn't the same Carson Wentz from Philadelphia. This is a very good version of Carson Wentz, okay? We're not getting the Carson Wentz that was an MVP that season he got hurt when he went to the um when they went to the Super Bowl. We're getting a different version of Carson Wentz, right? We're getting a, a very good game manager, almost Alex Smith level Carson Wentz to me. Because he doesn't have to do too much. But what I did see from him in this game is he made some throws that I went, wow. Wow. There was a couple throws to Pittman in that game where I was like, wow. 
Like he, when he needs to do it, he'll do it. Right. This isn't the Carson Wentz we saw in Philadelphia. This is not the scared Carson Wentz. This is not the timid Carson Wentz. Hold on, I need to take a sip of my coffee because I'm I'm getting kind of animated. This is not a scared version of Carson Wentz. This is a Carson Wentz that is almost like reborn in, in Indianapolis. And it's crazy because a lot of people were very down on him, very down on, 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 oh, you know, maybe he'll be good with Frank Reich and blah, blah. He started off cold and eh, whatever. He's having an amazing season. And honestly, he's the perfect quarterback for this team right now. Um, that defense is amazing. And they were good even without Darius Leonard, who was on the COVID list. Um, this is a scary team. This is a scary team. Um, they are. They shot up our power rankings. Um, I believe they're four. I believe Joe had them four on the power rankings, either four or five. Um, but this is a team that's scary. And you know what? I could see a very Tennessee Titans because we can, we've been comparing them to the Titans, right? I could see a very Tennessee Titans esque sort of run where they kind of stumble their way into an AFC championship. Just kind of stumble their way. Because if you really think about it, if you really think about it, you have the chiefs in the AFC, you have the Bengals, right? But then they're like, who else? Right? Like who, who else is that? Who's that second or third team? Because I feel like you could interchange the Bengals with the Colts a little bit. Who's that second and third team? You know, like it, it, they're they're up there and they're sneaky. They just feel sneaky to me. So I I really like the Indianapolis Colts. Now I just want to go over some playoff clinching scenarios here. I just got to pull them up actually. Um, here we go. Hold on. I I should have had this up, but yeah. Okay. Where is this? Okay, so the Eagles can clinch a playoff spot next week um, with the Saints loss. They would need to win over Washington. They would need the 49ers to beat Houston and the Packers win over Minnesota. Seems feasible. Um, for them to clinch. We have... Where is it? You know what? I'm going to just pull this up. I'm going to pull this up right now. Because NFL playoff... Oh my God, if my phone didn't have a stroke. NFL playoff clinching scenarios... Okay. All right, here we go. Playoff clinching scenarios for week 17. So clinched. Kansas City, uh, Kansas City, as I said, clinched the AFC West title. Um, Buffalo has a million um, like ways that they can clinch. Um, Buffalo clinches a playoff berth with a Buffalo win, Baltimore a loss or a tie. Buffalo win. I'm not going to go through all these, but there's like a million of them. Um, Cincinnati clinches with a win. Or a tie and a Baltimore loss and or a Baltimore loss and a Cleveland pit tie. But we're looking at Cincinnati winning and they're in. Um, we have Indy. Like I just said, they could clinch a playoff berth with a win. They just need to win. They're going against Vegas. Very winnable game. 1 p.m. start. Um, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. They could get the number one seed and a first round bye. Um, with a win and a Tennessee loss. 
seems feasible. New England can clinch a playoff berth, and I'm going to go through a few. I'm going to go through actually all the New England ones because it's interesting, right? So they need a win plus a Miami loss or tie. They need a win plus a Las Vegas loss or tie, which that seems like the most doable. They need a tie, a Miami loss, a Vegas loss, a Chargers loss or tie. They need a tie, a Miami loss, or Baltimore losing. And then it's a bunch of the same scenarios. Um, But the most likely scenario for them looks like a win and a Vegas loss. Tennessee could clinch the AFC South division title with a win or an Indy loss. Interesting. They clinch a playoff berth with a Tennessee tie or a Chargers loss and a Baltimore loss or a Chargers loss and a New England loss or a Baltimore loss and a New England loss. A couple of, in the NFC, we're going to go through a couple of the NFC scenarios. In the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys, they clinched the NFC East. The Packers have clinched the NFC North. The Buccaneers have clinched the NFC South which is a first in many years because last year they were actually a wild card team. They didn't win the division. The Arizona Cardinals have clinched a playoff berth and the Rams have clinched a playoff berth. Green Bay can get the number one seed in a bye with a win and a Dallas loss, a tie, a Dallas loss, a Rams loss, and a Tampa Bay loss, or a tie, a Dallas loss, a Rams loss, and a Tampa Bay loss. So you're kind of you're hoping that Dallas loses and you win. Make it easy. The Rams can clinch the NFC West division with a win and an Arizona loss. Could happen. We went over what Philly needs. And San Francisco could clinch a playoff berth with a win and a New Orleans loss. San Francisco is one of those weird teams, right? Um, Jimmy Garoppolo might be out uh, with a thumb injury. He has a, it's either a thumb or a hand injury, so it might be Trey Lance time. They're going against Houston. I, I mean... We saw what Houston did against the Chargers. I could definitely see that happening again against the 49ers. So that's some of the playoff clinching scenarios and the teams that have clinched. Um, Next week when Joe is here, uh, we will go over some of our early playoff predictions maybe. We'll see. All right. I'm going to take another quick break. And I am going to bring Joe back in for segment three. All right, everyone. Talk to you in a minute. Okay, we're back. I'm going to get Joe on the line right now. Here we go. Welcome back, Joseph. I'm here. He's back. He's back. He's, He's back in action. How was segment two? Segment two was fun, man. We went over we went over a couple of games. I got a little irate about some of the uh, conversations that are happening between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And then I went over the teams that clinched and some of the clinching scenarios for this coming week. So some stuff for people to look out for. Look at this guy doing it by himself. I'm proud of you. Yeah. It was actually kind of cool. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It was definitely interesting. Well, I'm glad that you felt that you feel important on this 30th of December. I do. 2021. <laughs> Except now, I, you know what sucks is doing the transitions um, with no, like, because I got to try to remember them. Ah. Um, and I'm like telling Spencer now while also doing the transitions and then like pulling stuff up. But whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Everybody will understand. It's fun. It's a fun show. Um, Maddie has now fallen asleep. Uh, I have bored her to absolute tears. So, Joe, you wanted to go over a few things. We have the – I actually, in the intro, I said that the Ben Roethlisberger thing was going to be in segment three. So, correction, it is. it was in segment one. We, we got to oh. it really early. Um, 
So you wanted to go over the top five moments of 2021. Now we didn't. Yeah, I, think, I I think just you know, it, 2021 is going is going to end tomorrow, and we're going into 2022. So it's only fair that I feel like as a football podcast, we talk about our top NFL moments of the year 2021. I have my I have my two. You have two. I I mean I technically have three, but. I have two. Uh, I have five. Oh, you have five. Okay, so we'll just maybe it's it's more than five. Whatever, it's a top seven. Sure, I'm with it. Top seven, no top particular. eight. Let's just do no, it. No particular order. No particular order. Do you want to go do yours first? I'll, I'll start off. So you you want me to give you one of mine? I'll give you one of my sure. three. Yes. So one of my three was the unexpected rise of the Dallas Cowboys defense. Trayvon Diggs with 11. Was this one of yours? No, it's not. Okay. Trayvon Diggs with 11 interceptions. This is something that we have not seen in almost 40 years. Okay. This was an incredible feat. And the season's not over yet. And we have to discuss Micah Parsons. This guy is unbelievable. He could possibly win defensive player of the year as a rookie. Yeah, he's gonna. He might win. He might win defensive rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. The only person to ever do that was LT, which yeah, is somebody well, he's being compared to, which is, I, I think, a bit much. But um, definitely, this early on is a bit much. Yeah, definitely a bit much. But I'll say this: that defense has been fantastic. Um, been great. Seeing what Trayvon Diggs has done with eleven interceptions, he's an absolute ball hawk. Don't get me wrong, though; he does give up a ton of yards, but still. 11 interceptions is nothing to scoff at, especially when he's three away from the record. You know what? I'm okay with that. All right? I'm okay with him because that just tells me he's an aggressive corner. And I'm okay with you being an aggressive corner if you're going to make plays. And he clearly makes plays. Yeah, he definitely does. And it's just crazy. He's three away from the record, which is um, Night Train Lane with 14. I think Night Train Lane was a member of our uh, our, – Perfect Spiral Legends series. He was, wasn't he? Like top three. I I don't know if he was top three. I don't know. I don't. I remember. He was. He was there. He was there. He definitely was. But give me one of yours. Um. Okay. This is pretty standard. But uh, I got the return of NFL fans into the stands post COVID in the opening weekend, September two thousand twenty one. Uh, when fans returned from COVID into the into the NFL stadiums on opening weekend, I thought that was a really, really cool moment. Um, you know, we usually get chills when like they do the flyovers on opening weekend, but I felt like this year was extra special because we finally knew what it felt like to uh, to not be there for some of those games. So. Uh, that was one of my things uh, for 2021, the return of fans back into NFL stadiums. Do you want to go back to back? You want Since you have a few more than I do, you want to, you want to go back to back? Sure, I have another one. One of these happened just past Sunday. Uh, you cut out. We lost you. You hear me? For his 443rd touchdown pass last week. Wait, you cut out. Was that Aaron Rodgers you were talking about? Yep, breaking Brett Favre's Green Bay passing record, yes. And I just think that, you know, obviously Aaron is a first ballot Hall of Famer already. 
Um, you know, and I don't know how many more accolades he's going to have. And he's even mulled retirement over this pay over the course of this year. But Aaron Rodgers is just maybe the most talented quarterback we'll ever see play the game of football. I mean, this is a guy who's thrown 443 touchdown passes to 90 interceptions or 91 interceptions. It's just unfathomable what this guy's been able to do. And in his 18th season, he broke Brett Favre's. But let's not remember, let's not forget, he sat his first three years of his career. So he really did it in 15 years, which is just insane to think about. Um, yes, he's had his struggles in the playoffs, but he does have a Super Bowl under his belt. I think with everything that happened in this offseason, with the way, you know, Packers were very good when he started and then they kind of kind of lulled out for a little bit. And then they the renaissance of the Green Bay Packers with the Matt LaFleur Packers, um, you know, uh, I'm not counting them out. I feel like destiny may be on their side this year for the Super Bowl. It really, honestly, it just it just might. I mean, they they clearly are far and away the best team right now, right? I mean, right now, yeah, I think they've been they've been the most consistent team of the of the season. Now, one of mine that I want to get to, um, and Joe, Mike, maybe you could actually correct me on this really quick before I say it. When Brady broke the touchdown record, was it against New England? Oh, or was it against another team? Because I mean. Regardless, one of my moments is Brady and Belichick. That awesome, awesome Sunday night game. That's one of mine too. Is That's it really? One of my five. Yes. Okay. All right. So we could we could do this together. So that was an amazing game. I just thought the aura of that game was incredible. Right? Like, and at that, I feel like at that point in time, New England wasn't New England yet, but we got a glimpse of what they could be during that game. Exactly. Yes, exactly. That was, I think that was the game where it kind of like maybe turned for them where they knew what they were capable of in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and then we, we, we came on the pod after and we spoke about like how Brady didn't play well. That defense was really dominant and they kind of just got by on their talent, but everybody was expecting to see, you know, how Brady would go against Belichick. And I think we all came away from we, you know, we came away from that game saying, wow, Belichick really is a fantastic coach. And, like, obviously we already knew that, but it was, like, kind of put to the test when Brady left. And he was really able to frustrate Tom in that game. And what he's been able to do with the Patriots this year has just been otherworldly. But... I think just, you know, the fans gave him everything he wanted. He won there, uh, and that was the last team he needed to win against. He's now won against all 32 NFL franchises in his career. But that was a really cool moment to see him go back. And who knows, John, it may not be the last time they face each other. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a little out on New England right now. I was in, but I'm a little out now. You've been year. What? You've been in all year. I'm not, like, fully out. Like, I have one foot out the door, if I'm being completely honest. Because I'm just like, I, I think really quick, this is off topic, but really quick, I want to give you credit because I think you called this early. I think when it gets into a shootout, I don't think Matt Jones is able to do it for them right now. Will he in the future? Yes, probably. But right now, I just feel like 
is still like super training wheels and like they're really scared to take them off. And then when they do, his deep ball is a little bit too inaccurate for me. Yeah, I think they're I think they're I think they're a couple of steps away. I think if they can get their hands on a elite number one receiver, like a stuff like what Stefan Diggs did for Josh Allen, then I think that they would be uh that would be really, really good for them. I agree. All right, so what's one what's one of your other moments? One of my other moments actually also happened this past week. I mean, Joe Burrow. Jeez, that was one of mine too. Was it? Yeah. Throwing for 525 yards against the Ravens in what some people are calling, you know, and I hate to use the word again, but the renaissance of the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, John, you remember for the early part of the 2010s, the Cincinnati Bengals were perennial playoff perennial playoff contenders, but they always would get bounced in the first round. And, you know, after Andy Dalton, at the end of Andy Dalton's tenure there, and after he left, they were just searching for a while. And then they finally got the number one pick. They get Burrow. And it seems like everything's turning the corner for them. And then I think this Sunday, this Sunday, if there were any questions left about Joe Burrow, he silenced anybody that was there. And he was like, you know, I am a top 10 quarterback and this offense is, is, is elite. 100%. So. And I, I got to that before in, in the last segment, they're the first team. I, I don't know if you saw this. They're the first team in NFL history with three, with four skill players under tw- the age of 25, where the quarterback has thrown for 4,000 yards. The running back has run for a thousand yards and they have 2000 yard receivers in chase and T Higgins. Unbelievable. The future's bright in Cincinnati. Like, it is. Very bright. And uh, and a good defense, too. Trey Hendrickson has been a revelation there. Trey Hendrickson is good. <laughs> there was a little bit of questions, though, like after the Saints season. Where it was like, eh, maybe one season one. No, he is good. People thought he was good because Cam Jordan was on the other side. And he wasn't getting, you know, he was getting a lot of the single single coverage. But the reality is that he's really good. Yeah. He's really, really good. But uh you have any more or no? Hmm. I mean Brady breaking the touchdown record is one of them. I, okay. for, I forgot exactly which game he did it in, but it's I feel like that's a record that's gonna hold for a while. Um Yeah, I, it, I agree. It's like the it, only one that may have a chance to break that record, I feel like, is, is Mahomes. Yeah. Going way down the line though. I know, yeah. It's kinda right now to me that record is very much like Steph Curry's three point record. Just mm. because it's so it's so up there, <laughs> you know, like, and he, he might not be done yet. I mean, who knows? Obviously with Brady, you never know what's next, but um, right. it, that it just seems like it's going to be an untouchable record for a while. Definitely. And the last one I have, John, you know, going back way, way, way back before perfect spiral even existed. The performance of the Buccaneers defensive line and how they dominated Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl this past February. Inter- wow. Okay. I forgot that this actually was in 2021. Go ahead. And I'm just, I remember there was so much hoopla about Brady versus Mahomes, the goat versus the baby goat. And I remember coming into that game that Kansas City was very banged up. They were missing both of their tackles in that game. And 
The game was in Tampa Bay. It was the first time a home team was hosting a Super Bowl game, you know. And what that defensive line was able to do. We had never seen that before for a team to do that to the to 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 the Chiefs. That was the first time I think we as fans have ever seen Mahomes and the Chiefs not be able to do anything offensively for four quarters of football. And for a moment, we thought it carried over into this year. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think part of it did until they really figured out how to how to fix it. But that performance to me is one of the top 10 performances in Super Bowl history for a unit. I'm, I'm with you. It was, it was pure dominance. It, it was from start to finish. And it's like, you know, especially for a guy like Brady, so like everybody who, who thought, you know, for Tom to go away from Belichick and then to win, uh, to win in his first year there, just cemented his legacy as the greatest ever. I mean, it. Joe Montana tried to do it, going from San Francisco to Kansas City. Favre. Favre tried to do it. And both Favre and Montana got as far as a title game. But they never went to the Super Bowl with the, with their second teams. Montana lost to the Bills, I believe, and the Chiefs. And uh, Favre lost to the Saints with Minnesota. But Brady... Goes into Green Bay against Rodgers in a GOAT battle and wins that. Hell of a game. Oh, my God. Hell of a game. Goes to the Super Bowl at home and outplays Mahomes, and he wins his seventh Super Bowl title. And it was just— The most all-time. It was it was incredible. Uh, the game wasn't great, but I think the, the story of that game was the defensive line and how they absolutely annihilated Patrick Mahomes in that game. And that, to me— uh, is really what stuck out to me during that game and for 2021 football. Um, I might have one more moment. I just want to ask you for qualifies. Does the firing of Urban Meyer count as a moment for 2021? I thought about putting that down. If you're going to talk about the firing of Urban Meyer, you got to put the whole the Urban Meyer saga. If you want to hear, but wait, you went over this. In, yeah, we're not going over it. You went over it at length. What was it, an episode or two ago? If you want to hear about the Urban Meyer saga and Joe and all that, um, Go go back uh, maybe one or two episodes and you can hear the first like 45 minutes is about Urban Meyer. Um, that was, oh God, terrible. So two, two things before we get to our game picks. Would you like a minute about Trent, Bal- ba- uh, how do you even say his last name? Balky. Do you, do you want a minute on that or no? Do you know what's happening though? That team, that co- pl- coaches are saying they don't want to interview? Yes. So no, no, no. Okay. So this is, this, this is part of the reason I love being a Jaguar fan. Okay. Jaguars Twitter is in open revolt. <laughs> that picture is hilarious. Against Shah Khan and Trent <laughs> It's <coughs> What they have done is we have come together as a community of fans. And we've all changed our Twitter avatars <laughs> to clown pictures of Shah Khan. And they are hashtagging fire bulky, Clown show, but spells K-H-L-O-W-N as in con, or clown out. And, John, it's being recognized by national media. Phil Yates spoke about it yesterday on the on ESPN. Um, 
somebody else spoke about it on a podcast today. I think Pat McAfee spoke about it on his podcast today. It is getting national attention. Roger Sherman uh, tweeted out on Twitter, and he was like, if there's not one fan base I want to go against, it's the Jacksonville Jaguar fan base. The way that they unite is just incredible. Well, because you're tired of the losing, and you're and tired. And you know what it is, though, John? It's so... It makes me... Like, obviously, like, it makes me proud to be a fan of this team, the fan base that cares so much, but I just... I. I yearn for the day that this team is good for an extended period of time because it's going to be fun. Whenever that, whenever that happens, it's going to be fun because I cannot think of more than five professional sports fan base franchises that deserve a winning team more than my team does. I, I can't, the Lions are obviously one, you know, the Browns have had a little bit of success. I can't really think of five NFL fran- uh, five franchises in professional sports that deserve a winning team more than mine. I mean, the garbage that we have had to put up with over the past 15 to 20 years is just insane. And I'm just glad that we're able to uh, – but there's no way that Trent Ball could come back. If he does, if he does, it's an absolute mess. It's a mess. But this is what I'm expecting now. I'm, I'm expecting a mess. Yeah, they, they've basically put in an interview slip for every – like coordinator and coach and ex coach that's possibly available. So Dan Quinn already said he will not interview, which I'm sure that's not stressing you out too much. Um, no, I had no, I did not want Dan Quinn in the slightest. So that's fine with me. Uh, you don't want Kellen Moore either, right? Just, just to be sure. Uh, Kellen Moore will be like fifth on my list. Oh, okay. Who's number one on the list right now? Number one is probably Byron Leftwich, and number two is Jim Caldwell. Nice. Okay. All right. I just wanted to get your updated list. Okay. Secondly, before we get to our game picks, in the last segment, I mentioned this. I need it. I need your Jaguars Jets in-person Meadowlands review. Go. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Joe was decked out, which, by the way, really quick, um, Joe lost in the fantasy football playoffs. I just want to update everybody. He lost to his wife, who had an incredible game. Congratulations, Hannah. Congratulations <laughs> for beating your husband in fantasy football and then posting in the chat a picture of Joe with this huge grin on his face. It's the it's the Joe hype grin. I've seen it a million times. He's decked out in Jaguars gear, and she puts prayers for this man he suffered two l's today go ahead give me your game review right now um well first of all jaguars jaguars fans travel well that's number one um there were a decent amount of fans there my wife got me incredible seats um we actually sat around i would think there was maybe like six or seven jaguar fans in our like in the next row behind us and in front of us which is pretty cool. Um, wacky game. Very wacky game. Uh, you know, between uh, the, the the three near interceptions that Jacksonville had on Wilson, the Wilson touchdown run, the kick return, uh, the incessant need of going for it on fourth down. I just, a lot of really, really weird, weird football in that game. Um, I was encouraged by by Lawrence, and I thought the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter drive that he uh, ignited at the end was nice. Even though they didn't punch it in, I thought that was that was good. I mean, you know, I continue to stand by. Everyone's worried about Lawrence. He has thrown a one. Yes, he's thrown one touchdown in his last eight games. Okay, 
that's yes. Is that troubling? Sure. But he's also there were two touchdowns that were dropped in that game on Sunday for the Jaguars. Okay, two. I was on. I was on this. I was on the side of the field where they were both dropped. Okay, so I saw them both. It was a great game for two bad teams. Game first time I've been to a game. It came down to the last play. That was exciting. But, you know, a bad team is going to be bad. And we're one step closer to that number one pick again. Kayvon Thibodeau. Really? Come on down. Really? Over Aiden Hutchinson? Yeah, I think so. Preliminarily, I think Kayvon Thibodeau is the right pick. I think, you're in a good, I think you're in a good spot with either one of them opposite Josh Allen. I think it's a... Hey, listen, if we're point. following, we're clearly following the Cleveland Browns model of success here. So... Two consecutive number one picks in a row leads to leads to uh, leads to the playoffs. So oh. yeah. hopefully, hopefully that hopefully that turns the tide a little bit. That would be nice. All right, so game picks, Joe. Would you like to go over what? I mean, I already saw that I'm five games behind you, so um, I need you to take a mega L this week, and for me to go five and zero. Oh, so, so John, I'll be I'll be honest with you. So the updated you you did really well last week. You went, but the problem is that I did just as good as you did. I know. We both went four and one, so your record is currently thirty-five and forty, and my record is forty and thirty-five with two weeks to go. So, if I lead by six or more going into next week, so basically you have you need to beat me this week to have a chance. I got. I got to pick wise. If I beat you this week, I will clinch the first year of game picks. I can't let that happen. So I simply cannot let it happen. I can't well, lose to both Miglios and two different things. I can't do it. <laughs> um, all right. So do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Let me get my site up. Okay. I got, I got you, mine up already. All right. So you go first then. All right. So the first game I'm taking, you, you got this, you're marking it down. I'm marking it down as we speak. Okay. I'm taking Tampa minus 13. Who are they playing? They're playing the Jets. Okay. I am taking Oh, this line is huge for some reason. And I don't like that. You're gonna take the Patriots over the Jaguars? No. I'm taking the Falcons plus fourteen and a half at Buffalo. Whoa. That's a massive line. The Falcons are frisky. I don't I don't know what I don't know where I feel like if that weather's bad, it's gonna be brutal for Atlanta. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean fourteen and a half's high though. I, I'm gonna take the fourteen and a half. I am going to take Cincinnati plus five and a half. They're getting five and a half at home against the Chiefs. Are they really? Yeah, that's an interesting line. Okay. Um, I am going to go. Hmm. I'm going to take this now because I feel like this line is in case Lamar plays, and I don't think Lamar is playing. He That limp is very bad. I don't know if you saw that. He's there. He did not practice today. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play. I'm taking the Rams minus four and a half. And then I got my. I got to get my upset special, right? Well, you have, two, you have two upsets right now. Okay. All right. How many, do I, how many do I have left? One game, right? One game, yeah. Give me a... Hmm. I need a gimme here. Give me Dallas minus six at home for Arizona. I'm I'm out on Arizona. You're completely out. I'm completely out. I'm I'm out. So I'm going Dallas minus six at home. I mean, I just I'm just not seeing it anymore with Arizona. I'm sorry. 
Okay. All right. Let's see what we got here. Uh, what do you have the Eagles as over there? I have the Eagles um, minus three and a half at Washington. Yeah, give me that. Okay. Give me the Eagles minus three and a half at Washington. They can clinch with a win here. And a few other things. Yeah, a few other things need to happen, but they can clinch here. Give me the Bears five and a half at home against the Giants. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, the Giants. The Giants may be the worst team in the league. Right now. Literally. Um give me what how how big are the Colts favored by? The Colts are minus seven for me at home. Give Give me the Colts minus seven. Okay. The Colts could actually the Colts need to just win and they're in. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are you doing? You're switching give, it up? Give me Vegas plus seven. Wow, he switched it up. Vegas plus seven. Okay. Is that your upset special? No, I don't think they're gonna win, but I think they're gonna cover. Okay, okay. I think Vegas shows up. They need that game. Yeah. Okay. Um I will try not to pick the same games as you, just for the sake of making things interesting. Um, I will take the Chargers minus six and a half after they. I'm gonna, I'm expecting a bounce back game after they fucking blew it against the Texans this past week. Pretenders. Okay, minus six and a half. Gotcha. Um, and give me any love for Houston plus twelve and a half against San Francisco I with was Trey just Lance. At that actually. I rolled them last week and they won. Jimmy G may not play. I don't know if yeah, but that means Trey Lance may play. And Trey Lance isn't awful. Um Give me the Steelers plus three and a half on Monday night at home. Okay. Interesting. All right. Good picks. All right, so we got John minus thirteen bucks, plus fourteen and a half Falcons. Cincinnati plus five and a half Rams minus four and a half Dallas minus six and myself Philly minus three and a half Chicago minus five and a half Vegas plus seven Chargers minus six and a half and Pittsburgh plus three and a half. John, I have one question for you. Go. Did you tell everybody where you can find our podcast? I did. You did. I did it. Joe, I did it. I remembered. I'm proud of you, buddy. Good job. Thank you so much, Joe. This was this was actually really good. This was fun. Well, but don't hang up though, because like after we finish, I need you to like tell me something, but unrelated to the pod. I got you. But well, before we go, I just want to let all our fans know, and I want to thank them for this incredible year. Twenty twenty one has brought to uh, both myself and to John. You know, the birth of our football podcast, something that we talked about for a while, and uh, the fact that we've gotten so much love and so much, um, you know, successful feedback from everybody who's listened. Uh, You know, we've crossed over 3,000 listens in our first year, um, and uh, that's just a testament to everybody and helping us out. And really just being a part of this, part of the, what we call the podcast community. So thank you, everyone. And uh, we look bigger to, we look to bigger and better things in 2022. Wow. I couldn't have said it any better. Everyone have a happy new year. 
enjoy enjoy the 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 possible awesome football that's coming this weekend. A lot of scenarios I went over. Um, enjoy it. Enjoy with your friends and family. Have a good one. Take care.